Welcome to the Ultimate Fantasy Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy. Yes, I'm Alfie, your host. I'm uh, I'm very ready to go. Uh, and joining me, I'm glad to say, back from his secondment in Florida after VIPing it around Disney and uh, other walks of entertainment, is the man of the people, the secret journalist. Hi, Phil. All right. <laughs> you sound refreshed. How was your trip? Did you manage to stay in touch with the Prem? Uh, oh, conveniently, we were out there for the international break, so um, so no, I, I didn't pay any attention to it whatsoever. So I missed I missed England being dreadful in that first game. I missed all the racism in Bulgaria, and then I came back just before the Premier League like restarted again. Nice. So no, I, I didn't miss any of it, and I, and I didn't pay any attention to any websites telling me anything about the Premier League. I just got <laughs> clean. With it. I was like I was like Wayne Rooney. I went out to America for a little while, and now I'm back in the and. Yeah, I'm going to Derby. No, I'm not going to Derby. But yeah, some of the rubbish. Uh, what was your highlight of the, uh, the, the of the uh, sort of entertainment parks, as it were? Um, the the best, I think probably the the best bit was inevitably going to uh, Universal Studios, which was fun. That was that was a lot of fun. I didn't think I would though. I'm usually I'm a typically cynical northerner who goes out there thinking, oh, it's going to be rubbish. It's going to be all right. I suppose it'd be fun. Go on a couple of rides, and I came back like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they sure know how to do things out there, don't they? Um, and it's a pleasure having you back, Phil. So, but let's get on with the show. But before we get on with the show, let's talk about what's on the show. Uh, part one, we have the game week ten review, looking at FPL draft and fan tracks, and I'll be asking, well, Phil here, the quiz question. Part two is Tactics Truck with Bowstring the Cup, a.k.a. Matt Kearney. And Tommy Gunn speaks to us about potential new draft tactics. Ooh, part three, it's the Game Week 11 fixtures with statistical analysis and clean sheet predictions. We also hear from FPL Nymphro, who has the trending transfers. And we ring the changes to our podcast FPL team. Part four, we look at notable players and have the answer to the quiz question. So, Phil, I've got a lovely quiz question for you. Something for you to chew on. Leicester smashed Southampton 9-0, equaling Man United's record win against Ipswich in March 1995. I want you to name the Man United scorers in that win. Ha-ha! Feeling good? Um, yeah, well, I, I, I can get five of them, I think, because it's right. all the same player. But, um, all right, all right, okay. I think, I think am I right? Uh, I'm not giving anything away. That's, uh, we'll yeah. come, we revisit that in part four. Right now, it's time for the Game Week 10 Roundup. Nine, nine, nine. Alpine Klopp can't quite believe it as his Southampton have the home torn apart by the Foxes. Man United actually went away from home despite getting themselves in a spot kicker bother. Norwich learned that football can be a cruel game. Chelsea, led by their all-American Christian hero, give Burnley a spanking. Arsenal implode at home against the Eagles just to prove there's always goals in this fixture and they should probably have bought Saha. Liverpool's Jordan proves there's only one son and it's Hender as the Reds come from behind to pile more misery on the Spurs. Newcastle Wolves play out the most predictable 1-1 draw ever. Man City drop Aguero again but slay the villains and Brighton sneak past Everton by the means of the worst penalty decision ever given in the history of mankind. 
Four clean sheets this week. Yeah, only four. Bournemouth, Watford, Leicester, Man City. The Gold Kings, Iosi Perez, Jamie Vardy, Christian Pulis. It's all with three each. Goal-scoring defenders, Ben Chilwell, Johnny, David Luiz, Jamal Lascelles and Socrates. Assist Kings, Ben Chilwell with two. Assistant defenders, Ben Chilwell, Fernandez, Edna Stevens. Penalty misses, Rashford, Par- uh, Martial, Tim Cole saving both. And red cards, Sean Longstaff, Ryan Bertrand, Fernandino. You naughty boys. This week's top performing players across FPL and Draft, Pulisic, Perez and Vardy. On fan tracks, Chilwell. Ever heard of him, Ben Chilwell? Uh, Perez and Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy, Jamie Vardy. And some stats for you now. Uh, stat. Marco Silva is the first manager to lose three Premier League games against Brighton. Wow. Another Stat. Dominic Calvert-Lewin has scored five goals in his last five appearances in all competitions for Everton. And another stat. Chelsea have scored two away Premier League hat-tricks in the same season for the first time since 97-98. Ooh. This week's top performing players in full on FPL Draft. The goalkeeper's no surprise. Tim Crawl leads the charge ahead of Foster and Edison. Defence, Ben Chilwell, Ben Chilwell, Ben Chilwell ahead of Lascelles. Uh, midfield, Pulisic and Perez lead Willian. Uh, forwards, Vardy, Morpé and Rashford. For fan tracks, goalkeepers are the same, but with Gasaniga wedging himself in. Defenders, Johnny and Fernandez follow Chilwell. Midfield, Pulisic, Barnes and Tillemans. And forwards is Perez, Vardy, and Rashford. And four players for the past five weeks, average points not including bonus points, is now massively distorted by those Vardy and Perez hat-tricks. Game week 10, Phil. Things we learned from game week 10. Did you enjoy that Brighton penalty against Everton? Not really. Bit crap, that one, it. It was probably the worst decision I've ever seen. It, it contributed to me losing to Ben in fantasy football this week because oh, Neil yeah. Morpé got a penalty from it. So I'm, I'm even more furious at the decision. <laughs> to uh, um, so talking about Ben and other people we know, we're going to Man City this weekend on a Jolly Boys outing. Well, yeah. Well, uh, we are, you're I've not. Had, I've had a slight spanner thrown into the works in that I, I've, I've got to go to Aston Villa instead to 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 report on that. But um, but yeah, yeah, you boys are going to have a right old time watching Man City smash Southampton. Uh, so yeah, so City will be significantly better. And one thing I'm looking forward to is venting my anger towards Pep in the flesh. On, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, on yeah. behalf of uh, all fantasy managers out there. If people yeah. aren't doing this already. In fact, I'm thinking listeners should maybe tweet us what abuse they'd like us to say to Pep. And yeah. um, I'll do that. So if you do want us to shout at Pep on your behalf, do contact us. <laughs> we'll do that. Uh, other than that. So have you ever been to, to uh, is it the Etihad, isn't it? I was going to call it the city ground, but that's not in front of you. No, I've, I've not had the I've not had the pleasure. I mean, like first of all, like work haven't sent me there, which you know that's not great. But um, the other side is my football team, um, Leeds United, playing the championship, so I've never had any calls to to go to fancy <laughs> places like the Etihad. I'm more uh, I'm more au fait with uh, Griffin Park than I am uh, at the Etihad. Yeah, I'm always like massively impressed by toilets when I go to top Premier League clubs. Yeah. Oh well, we, we, that was the other thing. When I was in Florida recently, we went to uh, we went to Orlando Magic um, and watched Orlando Magic play basketball. And um, well, I can't remember the name of the stadium. I can't remember what it's called. Well, it's not really a stadium, is it? It's just a building mm. with a with with something in it. But uh, but yeah, their facilities wise, oh, they've they've nailed that. It's almost like Americans are only really 
you go to sport to, to eat and, and do things that aren't actually <laughs> to do with the sport itself. Sport's relevant, isn't it? It's all about the consumerism. Well, it's, it's a, I was amazed. Like you, you go to a football game and by and large, you, you, you're there to watch the football and you, you for both halves, apart from those lunatics who leave early to go you know, <laughs> half-time and full-time, most of the time people are sat in their seats for it. But in basketball, it's just like, I know there's a stop and start sport, but still, like the amount of times people just get up and like leave and go dis- disappear for, for like a whole quarter to go and get popcorn and a burger and all sorts of it's like it's mental. And fan culture is massively different as well with with basketball as it is to like football. I mean, you because they they basically they, they 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 design it and the announcer on the time it just basically tells supporters how to feel. <laughs> or what they're supposed, what they're supposed to be thinking of. So there's no spontaneity. It's not like kind of oh, this is a really dramatic part. We're gonna we're gonna sing about this or we're gonna engage mm. in it. No, you get a tannoy going. You know, cheer now, <laughs> and it's like dun 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 dun. It's like oh, I get it, mate. I know how I feel. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love it. Uh, so let's talk FPL now, Phil. Our team pod FPL results. Now you and Nathan were away. So I was left mm. hold, holding the baby, as it were. I thought the proper thing to do was to not make any transfers and not make any maverick decisions, you know, like hold the fort until you guys return. Uh, and then I thought, nah, let's go crazy. Yeah. So right. um, I, those who listened last week know I traded out Schmeichel and McGinn for Roberta and Mounts. And I actually made us an extra point. Yeah, excellent. So, you know, points win prizes uh, I also took it upon myself to make Sterling the captain and he did alright and in fact we actually yeah. maxed that by doing that so luckily phew yeah. career. so 66 points we got last week uh, alright that's alright and the average is 49 so yeah that's not too bad our midfield of Sterling KDB Salah and Mount all performed even Tammy and Jordan Ayew getting on the act yeah. uh, Will was actually poo-pooing my decisions but um, considering Hudson and Joy didn't play and West Ham faced Newcastle all week, next week I think uh, Roberto, whatever his name is, uh, it's not a bad one to have. Mm. Uh, and hey, I didn't have a star next to my name for nothing, right? Oh man, there you go. Yeah, there you go. You, know, you should just get a star. You can't just type in we a star should, next to your name. We should go away every week, man. Just leave you in charge. No, that's not. Can we not do that again? Thanks. <laughs> stressful. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we've risen again in the league. This time from 175,915 uh, to 108,120 overall. That is not too bad, eh? Oh, man, that, that's, we're title challenging at the moment. That's, that's it. People that's are starting that. to take us seriously. Um, yeah. In England, we're 45,221. Uh, 510 in the Crystal Palace League. Mm, Fifth in the Offside Rule podcast. Uh, but we've fallen to number two in the official Ultimate Fantasy Podcast League. Yeah. yeah because we have a new leader in the shape of uh, Afalabi Solomon. I do apologize if I said that wrong. Whose team, Kingpin Capable, leads with 593 points. So well done, fella. You're the new leader of the Ultimate Fantasy Podcast lead. Uh, from next week, our league is up to 17 teams. So listeners, don't miss out. Our league code is PSDBV4, which will also be found in the episode blurb. Join us. Join us, uh, Phil, the highest scoring FPL manager for game week 10 overall. Congratulations, mm. Mark Newton, whose team Ings Close Colt racked up a whopping 138 points. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty I'll, yeah. good. I'll give him, give him his juice for that. That's pretty good. That's not bad. That team, of course, consisted of Vardy, Perez, Chilwell, Pulisic and Sterling. Vardy was a captain. 
Uh, he's now up to 194,406. The top FPR manager overall, it's still that ex-Liverpool and Bristol Rovers midfielder Nick Tanner, who remains top of the table after scoring 66 points, just like us, actually. Uh, but he's only just top because seven points behind him is... Can you guess who it is, Phil? Guess who it is? Oh, oh man, I've got no idea. Who is it? Who is it? Tell me. Andrew Forey. Yeah, everyone knows that. Oh, of course. How could, how could I not know? Andrew Forey with his team, Willie Mount FC. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not dissect that anymore. Uh, speaking of team names, found some good team names for you. I think they're all right, actually. How about this? Delph and Safety. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's all right. You like that? Finn Weaver, well done. Um, time to celebrate. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. That's Mona Shan. Well done. Shoe on in salary into that one, I think. Yeah. Uh, Lord of the Ings. Yeah, it works. It works. That's Ben Eglawatle. I've spoken to Ben before, actually. Uh, he's a lovely guy. Um, yeah. Oh, good. well, let's, let's not mock him then. Yeah, let's not mock him. That's good. Uh, have you found any? Um, no, I didn't find any. No, I, I, you, you got in touch with me ahead of this and you said, oh, we're going to do funny FPL names and left it at that. So I thought, oh, well, I'll come up with a few of my own. Oh, right, okay. That's like even a better. Few, a few, a few themed ones that I came off the top of here because I thought, oh, well, if I, it, it, surely that's what he's after. He's not, we're not just going to read out a list of names that other people have done. So that's what we always do. I mean, how far, how long have you been away this, this holiday? Oh, oh, it, it feels, it feels too long. Okay, go on then. Let's hear your ones and then we can mock well, yours. I, I figured like in celebration of the fact that we, we were supposed to have a, a Halloween Brexit that's not going to happen, I thought I'd come up with a couple of FPL like fantasy, pun fantasy names about Brexit. Oh God, it's so much it's like, fun. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, honestly, the, the winter hours are going to fly by. I'm particularly seen as you want to you mainly use 80s and 90s footballers. You don't want to use modern footballers. <laughs> that would be ludicrous. So, so the few I came up with were um, Alan Nil of the People. Alan Nil? Yeah, of the people. Who's Alan Nil? Alan Nil? Come on. He's current Sheffield United assistant manager. He played for Rotherham and Barnsley, maybe. Oh, this is niche. Oh, all right, go next one. Uh, I'd rather Ali Dyer in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you could substitute in Kieran Dyer for that one if you if you saw if you saw yeah. minded. Oh, Eric Dyer. Uh, yeah, um, strong and Frank Stapleton. <laughs> not quite as good no it's not as good and that is that's one for the dads that isn't it Frank's table too yeah that's more, that's more one for the dads mm. anyway lovely stuff Phil thank you very much um, let's now talk draft fantasy <laughs> draft fantasy Phil ooh there's been some frantic waiver action all yeah. sorts of trash exchanging hands oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Lise Mousset has been picked up I think for the first time ever in the history of our draft league uh, Walker Got dumped in the waivers. Carl Walker, he's gone. Right, rightly so. I mean, I, I think I said this. I said as much to um, to to Isha when he actually did it. I, I admire that boldness. 
because we're all a bit too we're all, too, all a bit too enthralled to to the shiny players on there, aren't we? We all mm. cling on to to players at Man City and Liverpool and Spurs who aren't doing aren't necessarily playing or doing very well. Because you always think to yourself, oh, they're going to come good eventually. They play for a big club. When really, what we should all be doing is what what Ryder did, which I'm sure he's going to. Oh, gonna we're going to get to that. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Tommy Gunn is going to explain in full what his new his new non shiny strategy is. Yeah, it's, that's definitely a strategy in the half. I like it, actually. Uh, yeah. But more on that in part two. Um, Phil, let's talk about your result, because I know you're trying to avoid it. Uh, you took the proactive step of binning William before his 13 points in game week 10. Yeah, yeah I, I'd watched um, I'd watch, Ajax, was it? I think they played Ajax. And I saw, I saw that game, and I, I read a little bit about it. And um, obviously Pulisic had done quite well when he mm. came into that that team and and as has subsequently been proved is going to be a pretty regular fixture in Chelsea's side from now on I would think and I made the mistaken like decision of thinking well he'll come in for William won't he but on re- in retrospect now thinking about it that was it, that was insane because um there's no way that Lampard was going to go with that much inexperience in Hudson Adoy and Pulisic. Yeah. Uh, he was always going to keep William in, so that's my bad. I made an absolute balls up with that one and, and jettisoned him prior to him coming and scoring a load of points. Quite pos- but... possibly, considering he's uh, going to be a full time regular now. So it seems uh, it could possibly be his best return in a fantasy football season what I I find frustrating because I I had him for a few weeks and he did well and then he had a couple of weeks where he did nothing and and that's just that's him in a nutshell really he seems to be uh he's he's obviously a massively talented forward and he and he kind of gets stuck in and he and he always threatens to do something but but too rare too too rarely delivers I think Mm. he's very hot he's a very hot and cold player so yeah, I mean, he may well have an absolute stormer now, and I'll, I'll only live to regret it. But yeah, a bit hot and cold. But you've picked him up now, haven't you? So you, yeah, so I, I, I've picked him up. I've, yeah, because I've got Hudson Adoy, and I just think I have those two. And um, well, it'd be one or the other, you would think. Wouldn't yeah, it? although although there's a thought that this week I'm I'm going to bench both of them because because uh, they're playing Watford. But we'll get to that in the fixtures. Um, but yeah, I don't think they get much return from Watford. Um, but anyway, you lost thirty two forty nine to your your rival Ben. Yeah. yeah, you always lose to him, don't you? Well, yeah, I just uh, I'm 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 having a bit yeah a bit of a nightmare at the moment. I'm not winning very many games at all, and mm. ben, ten, ben tends to have good weeks against me. Like players just come good from. No, I'm just going to remind myself. I know that Morpé scored that controversial penalty for him, did he? And. Uh, Martial, he came in and finally got fit and played and did something. Mendy, you know, got a clean sheet for him. Yeah, he just people here from his side tend to have good weeks when I play against him. Well, yeah, but he's um, you're obviously relying heavily on tackles from Matinho and a penalty assist from Saha. <laughs> That's your yeah. game plan, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I could do with some clean sheets from Liverpool and Man United as well, considering that they're like they're expected goals against is better than anybody else in the league you'd be expected that maybe Liverpool and Man United keep some clean sheets but they never seem to no they're like they're like that just that one goal to annoy everyone yeah exactly yeah late goal um, Nathan who is not here uh, he's on holiday uh, won a tightly contested affair 52-44 he's only a point behind you now Phil mm-hmm. that's you know, you're getting you're getting sucked into that relegation battle um, I've uh, 
on a positive note, uh, I've moved into second after a rather fun 61-51 victory. Securing the points on Friday, of course, with a Vardy hat-trick. And then it was just a case of my tacklers getting the bonuses and a couple of clean sheets. Uh, one of which was drafted in last minute in the shape of Yan Matt after Matt Kearney uh, put forward such a convincing argument on this podcast, this very podcast. Um, that is the end of part one. Don't go anywhere. In part two, we'll have the tactics truck with Matt Kearney, a.k.a. Bowstring the Carp, and also been speaking to Tommy Gunn to reveal his new master plan for draft. Welcome to part two. Right, let's get straight to it. Let's go speak to Tommy Gunn. Hello, Tommy Gunn. Alfie, how's it going, man? I'm good, mate. You all right? You, you all, you won this week, didn't you? You won in fantasy. Eked out a win. Yes, I did. Yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a surprise actually because my Burnley core didn't didn't do anything, didn't deliver anything, but the rest of my team actually stepped into the void and delivered some points. Uh, people like sort of DCL, Lacazette, Pepe, stuff like that. So um, there you are. Happy days. This shows it can be done. It can be done. Let's talk tactics. Because famously, you've had your burn core. So you got rid of uh, Loris and you got Gazaniga in. Yeah. Uh, and you also... I've gone like for like there. I've gone you, like for like. You've gone like for like. You dropped Guaita... Uh, I mean, use your flex position to bring in Egan, the Sheffield United defender. And you, yes. weren't, you weren't stopping there because then you no. traded out Sorinchu for, for Edna Stevens, Edna Stevens, Edna Stevens, I'll call him, uh, which yeah. means you now, your defence consists of Tarkovsky, Loughton, me, Stevens, Bulldog and Egan. So that's three Burnley, three Sheffield United, which is, I may be mistaken, a burn chef core. Yes. It's like one side of a Monopoly board. It's like a... You know, it's um, <laughs> three Cameron. claret and blues. Yeah, it's like the, the three claret and blues and then the three red and white stripes. Um, Dale Stevens or Matthew Stevens or whatever his name Ender is, Stevens. Rachel Stevens. Ender Stevens, Ender Stevens is um, the third highest scoring defender in DF. Yeah, and he plays for Sheffield United. Yeah, how about that? So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to basically look for the more likely clean sheet between Sheffield United or Burnley. Obviously, it's a bit tricky this week because they play each other. But oh, this basis, is this yeah. is basically like the warm up, so I can assess which one's going to be uh, which one's going to be better going forward. But I'm going to basically like in American football when they just sub off the entire back line, and then just bring a new one in. Um, <laughs> that's basically what I'm going to do each week. I'm just going to ship three out and then ship three in, uh, whichever way I think the bookies are favouring a you know a home or away win or whatever it is. Um, so that's how I'm going to that's how I'm going to judge it. Well, good luck this game week. Uh, I should be keeping my eye, as all of us will, on the Sheffield United-Burnley fixture. I hope that goes nuclear for you. Uh, good luck for the rest of the game week, and I'll see you all soon. All right, mate. Yep, yep, yep. Over and out. That was Tommy Gunn. Interesting chat, interesting chat. Um, Phil, burn chef core. Uh, we're going to be analysing the potential for scorers drawing the clean sheet forecast in part four. Um, but the numbers make for some interesting reading. Are you ready for the potential nuclear fallout? Um, he's got he's got in my head this week with that. 
Like he's he's absolutely thrown me a curveball because now I look at that fixture and I think it's only ever going to be a nil nil draw. Now that <laughs> definitely going to be a nil nil draw, and I'm going to be absolutely screwed. Even to the point that I was looking at myself thinking, how can I get a Sheffield more Sheffield United defenders? I was looking at thinking, can I get John Egan into my side somehow? Can I? Oh yeah, I'll I'll get rid of Van Dyke and I'll bring in Chris Basham. Yeah, that's like that'll work. So he, honestly, he's got in my head about it this week. So all it all it needs is one of those teams to keep a clean sheet and I'm screwed. What I like about that, there'd be the most um, most watched nil nil in our group, wouldn't it? That yeah. fixture, they'd be yeah. so tense unless someone scores the, the, the first five. The only, thing I've, the only advantage I've got is that he's obviously got six of them now spread across his back. You no, know, he can only play five. Yeah. So hopefully he makes the wrong choice and picks the team that one of them that keeps a clean sheet and he only picks the two players from that team that keep the clean sheet so hopefully he, he messes up in somewhere and I can uh, and I can at least like um, offset the damage a bit because I have got one Sheffield United defender I've got O'Connell so that that kind of slightly offsets it if the Sheffield United one are the ones to keep a clean sheet in that if they both do though I'm screwed <laughs> well that's uh, that's that's fantasy football um, right, let's listen now to let's go to the tactics track and listen to Matt Kearney, aka Bowstring the Carp. Tactics truck, tactics truck, I got a truck, it's full of tactics, it brings me luck and you will suck, because you don't have a tactics truck. Hello, Matt, aka Bowstring the Carp, how are you? Evening, Alfie. How's it going? I'm very well, thank you. Um, football has been pretty fun, hasn't it? How did you get on your FPL game week? Uh, not great again. It seems to be a recording team this season. Um, 46 points, which is just slightly slightly below the average. Story of my life. <laughs> what, sort of, uh, what decisions did you make last week in the end? Um, well, I took out Cantwell. I had a lot of money in the bank and I brought in Mares. Um, I thought Bernardo Silva was going to get his ban, but it seems to be ongoing. That's going to be ongoing all season, isn't it? Forever pending. Yeah, forever <laughs> pending. All right, well, never mind. Game Week 11 is going to be, I think, more consistent. So um, let's look ahead to some of the players you might be interested in bringing in. Uh, Aston Villa. Eh? Aston Villa tickled your fancy a little bit. Well, I was thinking more of the, the team that's playing Aston Villa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been look, taking a look at some kind of stats and it seems that Aston Villa have conceded the most um, headed chances over the last kind of few game weeks. Right. So I think anybody with maybe Virgil van Dijk could be looking at maybe a goal if, if Liverpool torn up on their set pieces. Um, they certainly got a lot of them against Tottenham last game. And uh, if you know Villa sit back deep and try and defend... There may be a lot of corners for them to try and get on the end of. Um, obviously, Joel Matip is a big miss for them, but uh, I think Dejan Lovren had a chance or two against Tottenham as well. Um, having said that, he's probably more more of a threat to the other end of the goal than, than up top. <laughs> so, see how it goes. He's quite good up in the air for corners, isn't he? Um, we, we've been looking at Brighton uh, Brighton against Norwich this week. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think Brighton are playing some good football at the minute. I think there's a lot of different options uh, between just players on form and people coming back from injury. You know, the likes of Trossard and you know we saw Pascal Gross get a good free kick that he scored last game. Interestingly enough, Lewis Dunk actually took uh, a free kick. I think he got it on target. I didn't see the game now, but um, that's one to kind of look out for because we know if he's not on the end of the free kicks, he might even take one. So yeah, so it'll be interesting. 
Yeah. And of course, Norwich haven't scored on the uh, away from home in four games now. Uh, game we've won was their one and only goal away to Liverpool. Uh, the big one, though, obviously because uh, myself and my boys, uh, we're heading off to Manchester this weekend to watch Man City against Southampton. This is only going one way, isn't it? Yeah, surely. I mean, it has to. I mean, we saw Man City rested a lot of players last night. I mean, obviously, uh, Jesus and Aguero both started and Aguero kind of punished them. Um, it'll be interesting to see who plays up top this weekend. There's a lot of speculation. Pep didn't really do us fantasy managers any any yeah. favours with his lineup last week, uh, last night. But I think two players who stand out in particular, who were kind of rested last night, Raheem Sterling and uh, Benjamin Mendy. Um, we saw that Angelino picked up what seems like a bit of a hamstring injury. We don't really know the extent. And of course, his uh, other backups in Chenko is out injured at the moment. So at the minute, it looks like Mendy is going to really uh, be nailed at least for the next few few weeks, unless. Pep decides to play Cancelo at left back, which would be a typical Pep thing to do. <laughs> I'll make sure I shout some abuse at him if he, he does that. <laughs> uh, and obviously Raheem Sterling, I mean, it's always going to be Raheem Sterling every week, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I still haven't found a way to get him in yet. I could take a minus four to get him in. I, I'm kind of mulling it over at the minute, so I'll see, see how it goes. Mm, tough times, tough times. All right, well, thanks for joining us again, Matt. Uh, good luck with your game week, game week 11, and we'll speak to you next week. Thanks, Alfie. Tatty's truck, Tatty's truck. I got a truck, it's full of tactics. It brings me luck and you will suck. Because you don't have a Tatty's truck. That was Matt Kearney, a.k.a. Boasting the Carp. Uh, you can uh, catch up with him on Twitter. You can find the link in our episode blurb. And that's the end of part two. We don't go anywhere in part three. Uh, we've got the upcoming game week fixtures. This is Crown Control. Welcome to part three, the upcoming game week fixtures for game week 11. On Saturday, the 2nd of November, you've got Bournemouth against Man United in the early kickoff. And then you have Arsenal against Wolves, Aston Villa against Liverpool, Brighton against Norwich, Man City against Southampton, Sheffield United against Burnley, West Ham against Newcastle, Watford against Chelsea in the evening kickoff. Then on Sunday, just the two games, Crystal Palace against Leicester at two o'clock and then Everton against Spurs. Mm, these fixtures feel uh, first one that jumps out on me obviously because the early kickoff is Bournemouth versus Man United now Man United like to beat Bournemouth the last time Bournemouth beat Man United was in December 2015 in the seven games since then Man United won six of them with the Cherries only salvaging a draw once mm. Rashford has two in the last two against Eddie Howe's men and Bournemouth haven't scored in their last three games how are you vibing this one? I can see, I can see it being quite a low-scoring one. I think, I think it'll be tight, and I, I think that it's the kind of game where I can see like Man United going and, and nicking a win, like a one-nil or two-one win there. Historically, it is, uh, it's normally a two-one-three-one scenario. Yeah, and I, and I can see like I know Man United get a lot of bad press, and they're not doing great. Uh, but they've, they've still got a very talented side and they're still capable of going places and getting results. And they're not, they don't give a lot of goals away. It's not like they're, uh, it's not like they're shipping a lot. They, they are pretty, they are pretty tight at the back. Um, and I think, to be honest, like if you're looking at that fiction, someone who might make a difference in it, someone like Martial coming back could be a big player for that. 
Mm. Um, so I, I, you know, you talk about this idea of Pulisic and who could be the next player that scores big. Then I, I wonder whether Martial in coming weeks might be one of them. Mm, interesting. Uh, Arsenal versus Wolves. Wolves have a good record against the Gunners last season, uh, securing a one-one draw at the Emirates before besting Unai's guys. Came up with that myself. Three-one uh, mm. at Molyneux. Uh, these two teams quite evenly matched on the XG front, although Wolves are conceding a high number of quality chances with an XGC, that's C for conceded, of 5.34 for the past four games. So they're basically, um, they basically like to concede a goal a game. And mm. Arsenal uh, just like to implode, don't they? <laughs> well, yeah, they're doing the best, particularly with this whole Xhaka thing this week. I mean, booing your own captain off the pitch but is mate, not- I have, I'm so envious of that guy. That guy gets paid so much money to stand in the pitch at Emirates and tell Arsenal fans to f*** off. That's, I would <laughs> love to be that guy. What a brilliant position yeah, to be in. Yeah, you're right. He's living the dream. Living the dream, man. Uh, yeah, Brighton versus Norwich. Brighton concede chances, as do Norwich. In fact, they concede the most, uh, obviously. Uh, both teams create a decent amount of chances each, though. So... I think we're looking at goals here, Phil. Yeah, I, I, I think the goals might be heavily weighted in favour of Brighton, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, I, I think like what is clear from watching Brighton this season that, granted, they're playing against like, half the division are, are pretty high calibre and what have you, but when, when Brighton come up against a side that they think they can dominate, they, they do get hold of the ball and they get the lion's share of possession. And I wonder whether they might starve Norwich of the ball a little bit here and, and win quite win quite handsomely. Mm. which brings people like Morpe and Gross and people like that into the equation quite a bit. Yeah, Brighton definitely on my uh, radar this week. So speaking of XG, do you want some XG stuff? Yeah, go on. <laughs> I got excited the other day. Um, from the past four weeks, which team has the highest XG? Oh, Christ. Um, let me think. Have Everton got a good XG? Yeah, Everton. Everton is Everton. Yeah, the highest XG for set pieces is Everton. The lowest for set pieces at 0. 0.26. Oof, that's bad. Um, oh, Christ. I don't know. You'll have to tell me. Wolves. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, right. Because I've got Matinho in my side for that. <laughs> yeah, very for set present. pieces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I did chuckle inside when you said that. Yeah. Uh, open play, fourth best expected goals. Uh, Aston Villa. 6.38, they're the fourth best. The worst is, of course, Sheffield United, 1.81. Their set piece is only marginally better, 1.83. The worst, worst G overall for the past four weeks is Newcastle, obviously, with 2.26. Oh, yeah. The second worst overall, 3.62, Phil. What, in the entire division? Uh, uh, for the past four weeks. Watford? Spurs. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, the past four weeks, that's crazy, isn't it? Uh, I think that's about to change, though, don't you? Yeah, probably. Uh, Clean sheet forecasts. So Watford versus Chelsea. Uh, Watford are quite interesting. So in terms of XG against, in the past four weeks, (laughs) again, that's the vibe, Watford are only behind Liverpool with an XGC of 3.76. So they're the second best, which means they're not conceding many quality chances at all. Uh, Chelsea's expected goals against Burnley was only 0.87, despite scoring four goals. Mm. That's crazy, isn't it? Sheffield United versus Burnley. Uh, both teams have a high expected goals for set pieces. Burnley is second best in the league behind Everton with 2.16. Um, but from open play, well, Sheffield United are bottom and Burnley just below middle. 
Sheffield United lost three of their game, five games at home this season, scoring only three times. And Burnley yet to win away this season, but they've scored six times on the road. So this, it's a nil-nil, one-nil, or a five-five, isn't it? Well, I hope it's the latter. But um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna just because I, if I'm gonna get absolutely thumped in our draft fantasy league, then I want to at least get some kind of glory out of it. So I'm gonna say it's gonna be nil-nil this. Yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least I'm right on this podcast, even if I have to suffer on our draft fantasy. So let's do some clean sheet forecasting then, Phil. Uh, I'm going to go with Burnley, Sheffield United, it's a nil-nil, Watford, Man City, Liverpool, and West Ham. Uh, Okay, well, yeah, um, mine's more or less similar, but um, Man City, Sheffield United and Burnley, um, West Ham, Liverpool, and uh, Chelsea. Oh, yeah, that fixture's interesting, isn't it? Mm. There you go. Hey, let's go now and listen to FBL content creator FBL Nymphra, who has the trending transfers. In terms of the goalkeepers, the trending transfers out this week is Adrian. Patricio is also picking up sales, with over 13,000 managers selling on the Wolves goalkeeper. It's going to be a close one for the trendiest goalkeeper transfer in this week. Henderson, Schmeichel and Allison all have over 20,000 transfers in, with Gazaniga, the stand-in Spurs goalkeeper, picking up speed with over 17,000 transfers in. In defence, Dinia and the City lads are the trendiest transfers out so far this week. Otamendi and Van Dijk are also in manager's bad books, with both having over 50,000 sales. The trendiest defensive transfer in this week by a mile is Chilwell. In midfield, there are two players fighting it out to be the trendiest midfielders out this week, and they are Cantwell and Mares. as managers get fed up of mixed game time and poor results. Again, in midfield, Leicester have made a big impact, with Perez being the trendiest player in by far with over 90,000 plus of you getting IOZ in. Up front, it's not been a great week for some of the previous trendiest transfers with Aguero, Puki, and Wilson all losing sales. It's been a great week for Vardy though as he dominates the trendiest transfers in of all the positions with over 321,000 managers jumping aboard. Abraham and Rashford are the next best trendiest forwards in with Abraham having 59 plus sales in and Rashford being picked up by 48,000 of you already. That was FBI Nymphra. You can hear more from her if you go to her YouTube channel. You can click the link in our episode blurb and hear more from her. Um, right now we're going to pick our FPL team. Um, our team sheet reads currently Roberto, Trent, Robertson, Ricardo, Lundstrom, Sterling, Seller, KDB, Mount, Ayo and Tammy. Um, the bench is dead, Donkey, Kelly and Greenwood. We have 0.5 million to spend. And I think Phil, we're both looking at Brighton, weren't we, to, mm. to uh, bring us some points. So looking at the Brighton list, looking at our players, I think we're going to trade out Ayo, five, uh, 5 million. And bring in uh, Connolly. What's his What's his first name? It's not David, is it? That's the guy who's played for us. Aaron. Aaron. Aaron, Aaron Connolly. 4.6 million. Two assists last week. Uh, I mean, they were lucky assists, you could say. Uh, but he's involved and he's starting. So 
Uh, you happy with that, Phil? Aaron yeah, Connolly in. Works for me. Works for you. Good. Works for me too. Um, and our captain, I mean, we're thinking Man City, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Man City and Sterling or KDB? Sterling. Sterling, yeah. Sterling done. There you go. That's how quick it can be. Picking your FPL team. Is, uh, and then next week we'll have 200 points. Yes. Hey, wh- at what point are we going to triple captain someone? Um, I think, you, I mean, if you're smart, you wait until there's those double game weeks, don't you, later in the season. Oh, of course, yes. And, and take it a lot. And then you triple bench, you do like your bench boost or whatever else is called. And yeah, wait for the double game weeks, I would say. Cool. Exciting times. That's the end of part three. But in part four, we have the answer to our quiz question. And we're going to talk notable players. Welcome to part four. Phil, we have the quiz question. I asked you, Leicester smashed Southampton 9-0, equally Man United's record win against Ipswich in March 1995. Can you name the Manchester United scorers in that win? Who have you got? Well, Andy Cole. Yeah, he got five. Yeah, he got five, so yeah. Um, did uh, Giggs, did Giggs score in that? No. Uh, Kanchelskis? No. Oh, there we go. Oh, who else is it? Let's think. Um, if your phone's to ring, if your phone's to ring, right? Yeah, there you go. That was going to be my clue. Oh, is it? King, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's six of them. Um, who else? Uh, do any defenders score? Because they're no. You look, oh, well, no actually, def- actually, Roy Keane played right back that day. Oh, did he? Yeah. Mm. All right. Okay. So no other defenders got. Um, England midfielder, uh, governor. Oh, Paul Ince. Paul Ince scored. And there's two more goals from one other player. And a striker. Striker, probably. Oh, um, uh, Mark Hughes. Mark Hughes, yes. Uh, one of the Premier League's greatest ever managers. <laughs> <laughs> well done, mate. You got there in the end. All on your own, of course. Uh, yeah, I've got no support. These are, I've got, you know, me and... Me and Nath trading spots in Florida. I need that kind of backup. You do, yeah. That's quite fun. But yeah, that team team sheet was quite interesting to read, actually. Uh, Kanchaskis was in the team. But he oh, he's quite yeah. um, right, notable players. Um, my dirty bargain Ben Tips. So, um, bargain Ben... Well, actually, before we do that... Aaron Wambasaka, who you got in your draft team, Phil, he yeah. made 14 tackles and interceptions. 14. That's crazy. That yeah. is... So for those playing with... Um, well, you probably know this already, but it's no news, is it? He makes lots of tackles. Um, yeah. If Bournemouth's Rico isn't on your radar yet, maybe he should be. He is a high-tackling defender who is on set pieces, and they look pretty tight so far this season, Bournemouth. Aaron Moy! Everyone's favourite Aaron Moy's back from suspension and he's someone who likes to tackle and is always involved in chance creation. And especially this coming weekend could be a, a, good, a good shout. Uh, Aaron Connolly, who we've put in our FPL team, is another one who could benefit in that fixture. And William, who we noticed is looking to be a first-team fixture throughout the whole season. Uh, fan tracks, uh, the fantasy football chaps have given us uh, their three under-the-radar picks. In defence, they've gone for Jetro Williams. Midfield, O'Neill Hernandez for Norwich. Uh, and forward is Neil Morpay, obviously of Brighton. 
And you can hear more from Fantasy Football Chaps by clicking the link in our episode blurb if you want to read more about fan tracks. Uh, any notable players for us there, Phil? Yeah, I think Morpé is a good shout. I think he's there. I mean, it, it would have been nice to try and shoehorn him into our team somewhere. Um, but obviously, you've didn't got have to, the cash. Didn't have the yeah, cash. Didn't have the cash to get it. But yeah, Morpé is, is a decent shout. I think he could well do well against Norwich. Um, I'm interested because I've got I've got um, La Celso in my team, mm. and he's been sat there injured for a long time. And I wonder whether, considering the ongoing debate about how much Christian Eriksen still cares about playing for Tottenham, whether now that he's fit he might start getting a little look in at Spurs and he's he's got assists and he's got goals in him he he did really well for Betis last season when he was playing there um yeah I'm, I'm still clinging on to him hopeful that he's going to he's going to come good mm they're away this weekend of course right and there's no beer to recommend unless you want to recommend one Phil uh, what no, were you drinking I'm... what were you drinking in uh, in Florida uh it mainly um mainly red wine <laughs> Fine. Well, there's your beer recommendation. Pint of wine. Yeah. Um, that's it from us then. Uh, if anyone wants to get in touch, it's the at Ultimate F Pod on Twitter. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Many thanks, of course, to the Secret Journalist. Cheers, Alf. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, of course. Tommy Gunn, Bowstring the Cup, aka Matt Kearney, FPL Nymphra, and the Fantasy Football Chaps. If you're new to get in touch. Enjoy game week 11. We'll see you soon. Goodbye.